Hi everyone, this is Chris, and you're listening to One Cross Radio, and we're back early. Um, and the reason for that is I kind of felt like it, um, but also I spur of the moment with my awesome brother-in-law Caleb went and saw Black Panther Wakanda Forever tonight, um, and you know what? I just kind of want to do an episode on it. Um, so even though we're at our reduced schedule, uh, there will still be another episode before Christmas. Um, I just wanted to get this one out before too late. Um, and while the ideas were still hot. So these are my first impressions just coming out of the movie. Uh, so my dear patrons, uh, Bex and Nathan, you're hearing this like an hour or two after I've seen the flick. Um, Everyone else, you're hearing it soon thereafter. And I also do want to uh, mention that, of course, this is uh, this is spoiler spoilerific. Uh, that's why I've added that rated S for spoilers in the the title image because um, I don't want to wreck this for you. One thing from this movie, in a way, was wrecked for me, but it it didn't really ruin it. I just didn't know it was uh, it was coming. Um, until something earlier this week, Nathan. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, my brother-in-law just saw it. I went in with somewhat low expectations. Now, let me preface that. Like, I enjoyed the the first Black Panther, but I didn't love it as much as many people did. Now, part of that is I'm not the target audience. There is a lot of stuff culturally there that's not necessarily going to connect with me, a white man in North America, in, in Hamilton, Ontario, that it will connect with others. Uh, and that's and like, that's OK. So. I enjoyed the first movie, but I found it didn't have the focus that I wanted. I thought it was two movies in one and it didn't need to be, uh, made some decisions I didn't like. Um, but there was still some really good stuff there. This movie, however, um, I miss Chadwick, uh, Boseman in this role. Um, and it, it sucks. Cause I thought this was a better, I thought this was a better movie than the first one. Um, which is a shame because I wanted, I think this movie learned a lot from the first one, uh, from some of the mistakes. And I don't think the iteration of the movie we got could have happened without, um, the unfortunate and untimely passing of Chadwick, uh, because it changed the trajectory of the movie. It changed the story they were going to tell. Um, and the story we got was fantastic. Um, but it learned a lot from the structural issues of the first movie, at least in my opinion, uh, the structural issues that were in the first movie. Um, and coming out of the first one, it, I was like, I know there's a home run here with this cast, with this crew, with this directing, with this writing. And I wish Chadwick could have been in that. Now, for a lot of people... That happened in the first Black Panther movie, or we also got that with Black Panther and Civil War. Um, I just really, 
missed Chadwick this time around. Um, man, he was so good. But his his presence is is felt in the movie as much of his absence, and it was a uh, it was a love letter to him. Uh, it opens with the funeral for T'Challa, and the movie. A short version of it is this is a movie about trauma. This is a movie about loss and grief, and the death of a loved one, and trying to trying to move on from that and not being able to and processing that loss and what they meant to you and the lessons that we can learn from them. Um, and I almost think like this movie was therapeutic uh, for everyone who knew and was impacted uh, by the loss of Chadwick. Um, the performances were on a different level. Um, the writing was so much more focused and the movie does get big, but it, it really has a, it really is a story about loss and grief and what that does to people and how that can lead us to make good and bad decisions. Um, and it's explored really, really well. Now I'm not going to sit here and say it's a perfect movie. Uh, there are some flaws there are some things where it's like okay it was convenient how quickly this person picked up on that even though there were so in this i mean uh riri williams um i got no problem with her being a technological prodigy they explain it well enough um they even explain like she's got her her homemade iron heart suit like picture the comparison you can make is uh remember in civil war when we first meet uh spidey and you see him in his homemade suit and they even reference it in uh in far from home oh wait no not far from home uh welcome home um like it's it's almost in it's almost like that and in a way she reminds me of mcu uh peter barker where it's hey she's she's technologically gifted she a lot of this stuff is handmade she's been going at it a while um that that i got no issue with it's just later in the movie when she's designed in wakanda the the new iron heart suit being familiar with the technology sure um a little bit of a training montage in that montage could have been could have been better suited just because in the final battle she's flying it around um and so proficient in it, um, you could easily have her in comparison to uh, to like War Machine, um, or or even Iron Man with how how in sync she is with the suit. So like, there's there's that. There's a little bit of that leap of logic, um, but it, it's also harmless. Uh, it didn't take me out of the movie at all. It was just like, okay, if I've got a nitpick, that that be. That'd be it. There's uh, there's another spot where you can understand the character motivation of it because it's in a moment of grief um, where Koye is uh, stripped of being a general and she's forced to resign uh, because Suri is uh, is kidnapped by by Namor or kind of gives herself to be taken by by Namor's avatar people. Um, 
And actually, my gripes with the flick have to do with Namor. I'll, I'll get to that in a minute. Um, but it's because I don't like Namor. I hate that character. <laughs> I hate that character. Okay, but I'm, I'm saving the I'm saving the Rain Master. Um, thanks, Nathan, for loaning me that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's like there's a beat where because of that, in her grief, um, the queen uh, T'Challa's mom, uh, forcibly resigns Okoye. And I get it in the story, but it also took me out from the movie because I'm like, I don't buy it. I don't buy this as a lasting consequence. I know by the end of the movie, be it the queen or Suri, she's going to be reinstated. Um, so it was just that where, that took me out a bit. I I just didn't buy it. And because I didn't buy it, it didn't connect as much. And then of course later she she was. So I'm like, if basically if it's like you're on thin ice or something like that, or 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 even something stupid like you're banished, then I'd be like, okay, at least it's I know it's gonna get undone, but at least then it makes more sense than well. You're no longer a general, but you will be in 35 minutes. <laughs> like, I don't know. It was, it, it's the character's grief because it's a mother who's lost her son, her husband, and now her daughter, who she's terrified is is dead or never coming back. Um, like, I don't know. That part just bothered me. It, uh, I didn't connect and it took me out a bit. Um, that being said, the performance from Angela Bassett as the queen was really good. Um, the tighter, uh, the, the narrative focus with the characters, um, and how the absence of T'Challa has impacted them, uh, is, is done excellently. Like this cast is so good. Um, yeah, I, the short version is I, I really dug this movie. If I'm rating it out of 10, it's a solid 7.5 or even an eight. It's, it's fantastic. Um, here's especially where I'm going to, uh, state a spoiler. So, uh, before I get right into that section, I'm also going to say big shout out to Winston Duke. Um, so good. So good. He stole the show for me every time he was on the screen. Everybody else was doing fantastic. Like, there's not really a bad performance or a weak performance in this movie. But Winston Duke just has such a charm and a charisma and a likability that every time uh, he was on screen, it brought a smile to my face. And they also did a lot to develop the character. So he's not just a, like, one note almost war tribal chief like he dispenses a lot of wisdom and he does have some gravitas to his performance even even understatedly uh so winston duke i give me more of him inject it into my veins <laughs> give him give me a mcu show with winston duke i'm not the only one maybe i'm not maybe maybe not injected into my veins but you get what i'm going for uh he was one of the standouts of the original movie that continued and then some in this movie. Uh, give me more Winston Duke. The people want it. 
Um, okay, so this is a particular spoiler spot. Uh, so if there, there's... Okay, yeah, so actually, here, I'll, I'll group two in. So these are two, I'd say, relatively big spoilers um, about stuff that either happens or something in the movie. So if you don't want to hear two big things, come back in about uh, four or five minutes. Um, yeah, so we're at around 12 minutes, 45 seconds. Come back around 15, 15, 45. All right, so... The two things is one, there is no, um, there is no post credit scene to this movie. Uh, Shuri becomes the Black Panther, um, and I'll get to that in a moment. But you also find out um, that T'Challa has a son, so she at the end of the movie she meets her nephew. Like that's the ending scene. Um, it's her on the beach um, mourning her brother. That's how the movie ends. But then mid credits, she's joined by. Um, it's Chala's love interest from the first movie. Forgive me, I forget the actress's name. So sorry. Um, but then also who you find out is her son. Um, and then so Shuri, who's the queen dies in this movie. Uh, so her brother's dead, her father's dead. Uh, her mom dies. Uh, she's a bit vengeance focused, which speaks to a cameo that we got that's in the spoiler section. So that's the, that's the mid credit scene. You find out that uh, T'Challa had a son. Um, and that's why his, his love interest was away from his funeral. Um, and Shuri didn't know she had a nephew. Um, so when Shuri does become the black Panther and she synthesizes the heart plant, um, she goes to the, the afterlife plane kind of thing. And instead of seeing T'Challa, um, which I'm glad they didn't do. I'm glad they didn't do any shenanigans with Chadwick in that way. Um, she thought she was going to see her mother, but instead she's, she encounters Killmonger, uh, her cousin. And in like the two minutes of screen time, he has Michael B. Jordan, almost steals the movie. Like the dude is so good in that role and is such a good performer um, that you're just like, damn, you brought such a, such a different energy. I wish, I wish your movie was better. Um, <laughs> you were great. Um, and it makes sense because in this spot, like as she's becoming the black Panther, Namor just killed her mother and she's out for vengeance. And he's like, what are you going to do? Are you going to be, uh, honor bound like your brother or are you are you gonna get stuff done like I did um and that was a really cool twist that I didn't see coming like when you see a lot of movies and you know story beats and then also with when you know comic books and you've read a lot of the stories I like getting surprised that was a very pleasant surprise all right, so now we're going to transition into, even though this has all been spoiler-free, those were two very big spoiler sections that I wanted, spoilers that I still want to keep private for people if they're fine hearing other stuff. So Shuri has, uh, to get back into, yeah, this is still spoiler territory, but I felt those two were the biggest ones, um, so I wanted to give them their own spot. Uh, Shuri becoming the Black Panther is a nice touch. 
Uh, I like her in the role, her performer. I, I'm so sorry the, the actress's name is slipping my mind. She did great. Um, I remember coming out of the first one, a lot of people were like, hey, she should become the next Black Panther. Um, so she was very enjoyable in the role um, at the at the end of the movie. The third act in this movie was better than the third act in Black Panther. This one is a battle between uh, the Wakandans and uh, Namor and the Atlanteans, but they're called something else because, I mean, my my joke on the way home with my stepbrother was, well, it's because uh, because when you think Atlanteans, you think Aquaman. Um, but it was a good fight. Uh, some of those characters, some of the Atlanteans, even though they have a different name, uh, <laughs> were like had some standout designs with some cool uh, like bones and like uh, even though it in some ways it doesn't make any sense because sharks don't have any bones. It's cartilage. Uh, so it wouldn't make sense to have a hammerhead shark skull as a as a decal kind of thing. But a guy did and it did look menacing and that part was cool. Um, that group is also where I have issues with the movie. I'll get to my name more rant in a second. <laughs> um, just because also at points I'm like, oh. I just saw a trailer for your guys' movie coming out from James Cameron later this year. It looked way too much like the Navi or whatever the hell they're called in stupid Avatar. Um, like, at points, I'm just like, oh, man, this is their, their plug-in Avatar. Um, but it was, a, it was a cool concept. Um, it's difficult, I think, to do Namor, especially post-Aquaman, because uh, Aquaman's better um, <laughs> as a character. I'll rant in a second. Uh, but also, Aquaman, the movie, had many, many flaws. But the underwater, underwater civilization they did in that movie, I thought they did great. Especially with there being, in a way, even though it was CGI, it was the idea of natural lighting from, like, the deep water fish. They would actually have light because light doesn't penetrate down there. Or maybe not a good enough reason to use the word penetrate. Um, shout out to Pitch Perfect fans. Um, or like light from coral or stuff. And this, it's just using vibranium, Namor basically built his people of sun kind of. And yeah, whatever. Um, like it was all right. It was an it was all right for an underwater civilization. We weren't there that long. Um, so I'm sure if it comes back, we'll see more of it. Um But it was it was all right. Um Namor is kind of the thing that took me out of the movie the most. Now, that's not against the performer. The actor did fantastic. He did great with his role. And the character was true to the was true to comic Namor in many ways. Because comic book Namor, kind of a dick. Kind of a dick. Very often. Um, very stubborn. Very hard. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, very strong will. Uh, Namor's Namor's kind of a kind of an ass. Sorry, one swear. Um, 
and that's of trying to bite it of many. Um, <laughs> so the characterization within the story worked. Uh, the characters, the characters fine in the story. It actually works within the plot. My issues with Namor in the movie have nothing to do with like, oh, it's a bad interpretation. Like, no, the interpretation was great. The performance was fantastic. And the the motivations and the story were served well. This is where I'll rant. I just hate the Namor character. I always have. He's, I just think he's such a crap character. Um... I'm pretty sure Aquaman was first. And if not, even if Aquaman came out after Namor, it was such a vast improvement in every conceivable way that I can't even call Namor dollar store, dollar tree Aquaman. Because that's a disservice to dollar stores and dollar tree. I cannot describe how much I hate this character. <laughs> Every time he came on screen, I was like, oh, this is going to be an uphill battle for me. <laughs> I said it to Caleb right at the beginning. He's like, oh, yeah, Namor's in this. I'm like, oh, crap, Namor's in this. And he's like, what? I'm like, all right, this is going to be an interesting watch. Like, they can do well with the character. And the performer did. Like, and I'm fine with this interpretation. But I hate Namor and his Sorry, I'm channeling Joe Pesci from Home Alone trying not to swear. I hate Namor and his uh stupid winged feet. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. I just I do. Now, part of this resentment might be because I've especially after the Jeff Johns reintroduction in the early two in I think around 20, uh, 2011, if not maybe 09, maybe 10, but definitely on my radar in 2011, his run with Aquaman, where it addressed how everybody looked at Aquaman was a joke. And I've, and I've been like, man, everybody thinks super friends, but this character is pretty dope. And then you got such a great version of it from that Jeff Johns run that the flawed Justice League movie and flawed Aquaman Aquaman movie uh, leaned into, and it's been really well redeemed by Jason Momoa. Still, I've had Marvel fanboys be like, oh, Namor's so much cooler. I'm like, no, he wears a Speedo. He has Spock ears and stupid winged feet. Get out of here. <laughs> and it's just been years of not like actually hating a character. <laughs> Doesn't matter how well he's written or how well he's performed. It's almost like I'm I just hate this character. Um so that being said, <laughs> as much as every time he showed up on the screen and his bleeping winged feet. Or fluttering, and I was rolling my eyes in pure rage. I gotta give the performer credit. He did, the actor did great. Uh, and the characterization was very spot on. As much as I hate this character, I can't say it was a bad version of the character. I can't say it was a bad interpretation. It was a very, very, very spot on, great translation of a character that I hate. 
but a great translation nonetheless. Um, and so I don't rant about Namor more because, damn it, I hate that character. <laughs> um, to focus it back, I thought, even though it's got its flaws, this was a fantastic, uh, a fantastic movie. Um, out of the Marvel movies I've seen recently, this is one of the better ones. Um, it had a great story about dealing with depression, trauma, um, loss, stuff that we're all going through. And it explored those concepts really well. It had a great singular focus that carried it through even as events picked up and built. It didn't feel like the first the first movie I really felt uh, like what had too much going on and it was made, in my opinion, some bad decisions, i.e. killing off Claw. Um, but it was going for it was like two movies in one and it didn't need to be need to be. This was one very strong, good single narrative movie, and it left me excited for more now. It's also it's also the first one in this phase where I'm like, oh, this actually might set up more stuff beyond just a show. Because, yeah, an Ironheart show is coming. An Ironheart show is coming. So this was like Riri's introduction. Um, and even though the Black Widow movie set up stuff for Black Widow to show up in the Hawkeye show, this I also feel like can set up stuff for further MCU movies. And that was a nice thing. Uh, so overall, honestly, it's, if not at an eight, it's a 7.5. This was a fantastic movie. I enjoyed it more than the original Black Panther. Um, and I, I'd really recommend go seeing it. Uh, there are some flaws, but go in with as open a mind as you can. Because, uh, heck, if, if I think if I can hate Namor as much as I do and still like this movie you can enjoy it too because damn it. I hate me. <laughs> uh, all that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. I hope you're enjoying some time with friends and loved ones. Um, and I appreciate you guys for reaching out and checking out the podcast still, even as we've gone slower. Um, I appreciate the support you guys have had for, uh, one cross radio, as well as the, the spinoff podcasts, um, radio arcade and now power bombs and pile drivers. I've gotten some reach outs for those and I, I appreciate it. And I, I appreciate you guys and I love you guys. I hope you are able to, if you haven't seen it yet, I hope you're able to soon go see and enjoy black Panther. Let me know your thoughts. Um, I'm also hoping to see black Adam at some point even though I know it won't be as good. Um, anyway, <laughs> hope you all have a wonderful day. Take care and God bless my friends. Peace.